Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio, heard worldwide by millions of listeners, with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast, hosted by Nikki Dare, is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of I Dare Inc., a registered 501c3, with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. I Dare is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned DPR change management consultant since her early 20s in transforming companies, and decades later, she is reinventing her purpose. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. You have been listening to Nikki Dare's Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's websites, education.nikkidare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. Please visit her website, NikkiDare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements, please email us at education at NikkiDare.com. Join her next time, Living in Purpose and Passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare. The earth will endure. We might not consider this. Our planet has survived for approximately 4.5 billion years, enduring many things, cosmic collisions, ice ages, volcanic cataclysms. But yet here we are, a blip in geological time changes, operating under this illusion that our mission is to save the earth. So let's be un equivocally clear the earth does not require our salvation mother nature will hear this and agree with me (laughs) it has seen species come and go it will continue its cosmic journey whether or not we survive as a part of its narrative so this essential question we face is truly not about the planet's resilience you know we always say save the planet save the earth but it actually is about our own vulnerability. We are the architects of climate change, mass extinction, and ocean acidification. The planet will always adapt and recover itself 
and it always has. The bigger question to ask is that, but will we? Will we as humans? So our actions today are not a lifeline extended to Earth, but a self-imposed ultimatum. It's not the Earth that stands to lose from our recklessness. It's humanity. It is all entirely up to us, the human beings. Therefore, our quest for sustainability is truly not an act of global altruism, but rather the most profound form of self-preservation. So next time you hear the phrase, save the planet, remember, the earth will weather its storms with or without us. The real uncertainty lies in whether we'll weather ours. The time for collective action is now. We must divest from this notion that we are you know, guardians of the earth and this planet and the whole, the whole nine yard, right? And invest in this sobering reality that we are just merely tenants. Tenants. Our lease is up for review and the terms are super clear. We must adapt or vacate. You know, I'm hearing Elon Musk on my background right now saying like, yeah, anybody want to go to Mars with me? All right, set that aside. Um, I have a lot of things I have to say about that too, you know. Good things, obviously. But going back to sustainability, it's not a fashionable choice. Okay, let me, let me pronounce this correctly. I have it in my head right now. But it's, it's rather an essential necessity. It's a must. It's important. It's essential. So to secure our future, we must act collectively. Not individually, but collectively. Not just by one community, but communities collectively. You know, regionally, nationally, worldwide, globally. We must be on the same page. Reducing waste, embrace renewable energy, RE, protect the biodiversity, and foster a culture of just responsibility. You know, um, is that about a distant posterity? It's, it's, it's rather about preserving this quality of life, we call it, the quality of life for ourselves and the generations immediately following. By acting now, we not only ensure our survival, I know some of you said that, you know, uh, with the word, the context of survival, but for me, it is very close to this, what we call humanity, annihilation, right? It is the survival, but also redefining what it means to be human in this, in this interconnected world, the space that we all live in collectively. So um, here are some actions, I guess, a micro, from micro level to macro. I, I made a list of this. And let's start with the micro. Micro level actions, individual engagement, right? It starts from us. It starts from the... This, this basic foundation as a human being. We, we, we may adopt a plant-based diet um, by reducing meat and dairy consumption to lower your carbon footprint. You know, I want to say something about, about that because when we look at our own teeth, human teeth, look at it. It's it quite different with, you know, other species, animals per se, right? The predators in the jungle and the, the wild kingdom and all of this. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really talking about some basic 101 here, right? Um, not trying to be mockery or anything like that, but, you know, 
I don't think our teeth were designed to be a carnivore species. We're supposed to be herbivore, you know, plant-based diet. Um, you know, herbivore, like vegetarian, vegetables and plants eating things, you know, rather than just, rather than meat, carnivore, the carne, carne, right? All right, another topic, another day, and I think I can, <laughs> you know, I can uh, cover that as well. I have a couple of, you know, my own opinions about it and things and perspective about it. But okay, the second thing is that eliminate single-use plastics, Right, we, we we all I think we all been I, I know I have been advocating that and I know I'm guilty of using plastics every day <laughs> in my in my drinks, but uh, this is something that we all need to do collectively or as a human you know uh, individually as a, as a, as a um, this is a micro level level of action that I want to list this right using reusable containers bottles and bags we are already doing that already grocery stores and the bottles I hope and containers and single-use plastics uh, believe it or not I'm at home using <laughs> plastic fork and knife there's a there's a story behind that, a huge story behind that, but um, nothing to do with this single using plastic being environmentalist or anything like that. But um, yeah, interesting backstory. Uh, the third one, opt for public transport. In some countries, they're already doing this. I think it stood out. The country that I'm thinking about right now is the Netherlands. Uh, they're, they're really, really, really huge in this. In Japan, I think, in Southeast Asia, China. Reducing your reliance on cars, walk, cycle, or use public transit. Practice energy efficiency. Switching to LED bulbs, unplugged devices for not in use. That's a very good habit, by the way. Hello, everybody. Educate and advocate, like myself right now, you know, sharing knowledge and sustainability and climate change within your immediate network. I, I, I'm very passionate about this. Um, I don't, you know, purposely turn this. If it may sound like a political stance, well, I don't sound it like a political stance at all. I, in fact, this is just a human being, you know, because I've traveled around the world. I've seen this going on around us, you know, the, the biodiversity and the, uh, the climate changing. So uh, nothing to do with political stance at all. So educating and advocating. The meso level action, which is like the middle level action, community and organization involvement. This is so very critical. You know, community gardening. I started community gardening here at some local, uh, you know, faith organizations such as churches and, and, and places like that. We started it, oh gosh, I think in the year 2000, 2001. And I think this is something that was um, rather a mindset. Like, how can we eat healthy, well, at the same time, garden our own, you know, vegetables and fruits, and then having the community to have access to it. So the churches was really a, a best platform for it, right? Uh, participating in or establishing community gardens to encourage local food production. So even way back when uh, it wasn't talked about, I myself have started doing this with the local organizations, and I started, that's how I started my my nonprofit, my small nonprofit, grassroots nonprofit, um, you know, with this mission just to basically sustainability, you know, not knowing that it was going to be a big thing now, fast forward two decades later. Um, had no idea it was going to, <laughs> to be now <laughs> uh, that we talk about this even more deeper. 
than back then, two decades ago. Local advocacy, um, you know, lobbying for bike lanes, public transit options, um, green spaces in your community. I think that's that's also a good tip. Corporate responsibility in this whole thing is a huge part uh, part of sustainability that we have been discussing in our global roundtable since uh, pandemic started. And I think corporate responsibility uh, in, 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 uh, in a context of, you know, nothing to do with sustainability way back when has been a bigger um, vision. But then, you know, it wasn't really steered into this direction of sustainability, sustaining, you know, uh, being, you know, because of, of all of this climate change is just happening, you know, not just happening, it has happened, but now it's more profound, right? So corporate sustainability is now pushing that practices, the sustainable practices within your workplace, you know, more boldly, such as recycling programs or um you know, like uh, really switching, pivoting to renewable energy s sources. That's what I'm talking about here, the corporate responsibility, CSR, we call it, right? Corporate sustainability responsibility. Um, the next thing that I want to mention is supporting eco-friendly businesses. Um, my sister has her, uh, her business doing so. And I, I, I'm so proud of her, by the way. And she started doing this as, as a, you know, mission for education, basically, and then um, community responsibility and corporate responsibility, and steer it around sustainability. So it, it's, it's, it's really um, the products that she is promoting. It, it just makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, check check it out, Pranama Outreach, and make consumer choices that are aligned with the businesses implementing sustainable practices. And this is, um, you know, when you support eco-friendly businesses, I, I think it all makes sense, right? Um, you know, it, it's part of the ecosystem. That's why we call it eco-friendly businesses, I guess. <laughs> make consumer choices that, that's really in alignment with, you know, with the local business, with the corporate, or what have you, not implementing all of the sustainable practices as we are discussing that. The next thing is social impact initiatives. Social impact initiative. Um, I when before I started or really started my nonprofit way back, um, having the license and everything like that. Uh, it was it was more an advocacy, right? It was more a a community initiatives, right? That I was partnering with the local existing communities here, uh, engaging with you know, social impacts, obviously, and, and community programs that aim at, you know, the educating the public. But more so now, my focus is sustainability issues, right? Uh, like I said, I mean, I had no idea I was going to lead to towards this, but the vision was there. The vision is like, okay, we are aiming for education, advocating for disaster preparedness and sustainability, sustaining the communities to be more resilient, right? Uh, recover from disasters and things like that. But the vision was there. But now it's more profound, it's more focused because we have a bigger issue to tackle, right? As a, as a, as a part of the whole ecosystem. Um, and I think, I think that even, you know, makes me more um, passionate about this that there is a bigger social impact 
and I think the initiatives, like I have said, many you know, two decades, over two decades now, that we cannot do alone. Basically, we got to partner together. The nonprofit has to partner with the corporate corporations, and the nonprofit are really the boots on the ground, especially the uh, the grassroots nonprofits such as ourselves. Um, well, while at the same time too, I am advocating it. You know, within the university's education. Uh, uh, spaces. So let's go to the macro level actions, which is a societal and governmental changes, right? So we're getting into this policy stuff, the policy advocacy, right? Um, policy advocacy is lobbying for legislation that encouraging the re renewable energy um, and this carbon you know, the footprint, the pricing, and the conservation efforts. Now, the global corporation is advocating for the international agreements focused on combat, combating the uh, climate change and promoting sustainability, basically. I'd love to get involved in this, but I think the more I think about it, it, it turns out to be political propaganda. And it's very sad because a lot, of, a lot of us, such as myself, the true advocate, uh, on the ground, basically, are seeing what needs to be taken care of rather than talking about it, you know, really actually doing something about it. And I think that, that that's a mantra for all of, all of us here, boots on the ground. It's like, you know, we don't need more, you know, things on the paper. I mean, if we're not even implementing it or really actually doing it and having results. So uh, I think actions speak louder, loudest than just words or... Um, you know, talking about it on the on the piece of paper and meetings and minutes and things. All right, so investing in a green infrastructure, pushing for development for um, renewable energy sources, sustainable agriculture, and an eco-friendly public transportation. I think we're all aware of this, right? And the next one is redefining economic success. That is advocating for metrics beyond GDP, such as the well-being part or the 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 uh, the environmental impact to gauge the success. Again, this is all about results. That's what I am results oriented. I mean, you know, all, all of us have to be that way, right? I mean, we can talk talk all day, debate all day, talk about it some more, talk about it some more, have more <laughs> have more meetings. But we're not actually doing anything about it. I mean, how can we improve in the first place if there's nothing to gauge and you know, success of this, right? What planting more trees so we can have percentage of, you know, uh, reversing this, you know, this uh, degradation, environmental degradation around the earth or globally, right? I mean, what do we do? I mean, you know, I just said it in my video as well that. With or without us, planet, our Earth, our planet will survive and it will go back up again. I mean, you look at some of the places that has been damaged by humans, you know, nuclear waste and all of this. You go back again, 10 years later, there are trees already, <laughs> already growing, you know. There are animals, there are species that are actually living there. They're living species, including the trees. So it's, it's, it's really us humans who decide to damage our home, ourselves. So again, civic 
participation is engaging in voting and public dis discourses, you know, to support the leaders and policy makers, of course, and policies themselves that prioritizing sustainable development and this conservation, environmental conservation. All right, there is another action that I want to include in this, in this topic. It is holistic. The holistic action, multi-level convergence, right? is integrating sustainability in education because I'm all for education. So integrating sustainability in education is advocating for the curricula. This is going to be a big one here, something new, right? That incorporates sustainability as a foundation principle. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be this way, but with the alignment of what's currently going on in the past five, seven, eight, nine, ten, at least a decade now, that I think it is a must, right? Um, it is essential for us to incorporate things like this in the educating, the advocating, and then the, the really integrating this for the next generation to learn and, and understand. Um, this is, uh, you know, like I said, I'm going to repeating myself again. Uh, two decades ago, uh, my mission, if you see my, my um, IDARE, the mission and the vision is really clear. I had put it that way. Um, I, hasn't, I haven't changed it. I haven't really, you know, added it or anything like that. Yeah, this is the original mission and vision that I wrote, that I agreed on with, the, with, the, with my team, um, that we agreed on, right? That was that. And it came from my head, basically. This is my vision. This is my mission, right? Educating, advocating, um, you know, mobility, disaster preparedness, resources, management, things like this. I don't mean management, management like, you know, hierarchy, but managing our ourselves and sustainability. The later part of that is sustainability. And the sustainability pretty much tie it in, all in together. Because to me, sustainability is really our, our ability as a human being to exist constantly. You know, how are we going to sustain ourselves in this planet, you know, by existing with the other species, with the other, as a part of the ecosystem in Earth? Because we can't live without the whales. The whales were, were put there even before we even existed. You know, you, you, you cannot just, you know, eliminate all of the species that have been there before us. They're part of the ecosystem. I hope you guys understand what I'm saying, you know. And uh, it, it really hurts, hurts me, you know, as a person, as a human, to see all of these things that, you know, especially the ocean, when we decide or the humans decide to, not we, I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I know I love go fishing, but not that kind of fishing, um, you know, making profit and profit is two words, but I make it one, human greed. So I think the sustainability with our fellow species on this earth is much necessary, is much needed. Without them, we, we can't live like this, you know, just the humans alone. So the trees, the nature, the mother nature, the species on the ocean, right, don't extinct them, you know. If humans try to extinct them, that's just a self-annihilation, basically, human annihilation that's that's why i you know my title the title of this thing um is called what was it that i called i i called it earth humanity and sustainability uh, uh, there's a thin line between collective action and annihilation 
but okay go back to this because it's almost ended anyway uh, I'm gonna go ahead and conclude this it's the last one that I want to say on the holistic action the multi-level convergence is or the last two I think we, we talk about the cross-sector collaboration no we haven't so the cross-sector collaboration is encouraging partnership um, between the government, private sector, civil society, and sustainable solution. Now, I, I, I kind of edit this a little bit. Um, the, co the context is still the same, but the, 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 the ingredients still the same, but the way I, 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 I say it is a little bit different. Um, when I started doing the, uh, the presentation or the, uh, my discussion, workshop and everything, it, it was something like this, like we gotta have to be collective because we cannot be alone. So I just wanna put this as a holistic action, cross-sector collaboration. Uh, we gotta have to partner with the government and the sector of the private sector and also the nonprofits, the faith organizations and all of us collectively within you know to be on the same page for sustainable solutions we're all part of the ecosystems we can't do without the other and the next one to tie it all <laughs> interconnected solutions uh, recognizing that uh, economic um, our social and environmental issues are really truly interconnected to one another and advocating for solutions that address this complexity okay we humans try to make it complex than, than ever, right? But yeah, it is complexity. The fabric of survival, there, therefore, is woven from, from the thread of individual and collective action. It is an all-hands-on-deck scenario. And the time to act is unequivocally now, basically. So that's that for me. And uh, I want to just say, you know, the why I'm doing this is because I, I, you know, have journeyed through some of the Earth's most remote landscapes, you know, some of the villages remote in the world country. I've seen firsthand the vulnerability we often overlook. Uh, these aren't just far-flung regions devoid of human touch, but they are barometers of planet's, Earth, planet's health. Uh, planet Earth health. <laughs> Kadari is in the coal mine of global change, you know. What happens there is an early signal of what awaits us all, and we're already witnessing it almost every day now. You know, what happens over in Asia is going to happen eventually in Europe because we are borderless. So I'm advocating for sustainability not as a distant abstract ideal, but rather is, is really a necessity as an urgent need. And I've stood on the front line of this ecological frailty Right, believe me, I mean, I, I've stood there in some volcanic um, or, or more like in West Java, for example, where I was there in 1990s. I, I see this and it's, it's, it's just when you see this ecological um, signs and changes, you will imagine it's been here before. It's been here before even human exist, right? So... The, 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 the ecological frailty that I'm talking about, there's no time left for apathy. We're not just residents on this planet, on this earth. Like I said, we are custodians. And our tenure, our review is under serious review. Our tenure is under serious review. So yeah, we must act. We must act collectively. That's all I have to say. Take good care of yourself. Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare.
Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio, heard worldwide by millions of listeners, with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast, hosted by Nikki Dare, is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of I Dare Inc., a registered 501c3, with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. IDARE is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned BPR change management consultant since her early 20s in transforming companies. And decades later, she is reinventing her purpose. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. You have been listening to Nikki Dare's Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's websites, education.nikkidare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. Please visit her website, NikkiDare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements, please email us at education at NikkiDare.com. Join her next time, Living in Purpose and Passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare. <laughs>